Welcome to the weekly Unpacking It Facebook Live podcast, where we unpack the very latest in sports, faith, and life. Now, from Charlotte, North Carolina, from his mouth to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It Live podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. So excited to be with you today. We'll be here for the next hour to unpack sports, faith, and life with the Unpacking It community of sports fans. We are back after last week being off. We had a tremendous Sixth annual Unpacking It Golf Tournament presented by Strategic Planning Corporation with over 100 golfers. A beautiful day here in Charlotte, North Carolina last Monday. Actually, it's beautiful today as well. Uh, But we had a tremendous time out on the course. We debuted a contest called Fling Golf. So uh, let's say hello to Luke. And and Luke, I was curious, have, have you seen Fling Golf? This is something that I saw on Shark Tank. A few months ago and so we brought it to the golf tournament and and it was awesome have you seen this um i don't think i have i've seen the the cannon golf where it's like a it's almost like a gun and it fires golf balls like crazy distance but i've never heard of or seen fling golf so we've done the gun before uh at our tournaments previously but this was this was uh, a new product that basically you like bring it over your head and you fling it almost like a lacrosse uh stick it's similar to that but it's a golf ball and so you try to get on the green and all that so uh anyway that was a a fun addition to this year's tournament uh but but man we've been doing it so many years so we've got a lot of things built in a lot of fun uh elements of the day but thanks to everybody that that was there all of our great sponsors and supporters and uh we're still looking for some fairway friends to uh to finish up the month so uh looking for some more donations october is our big fundraising month for unpacking it and so if you enjoy this podcast and, and enjoy uh, what we do here at Unpacking It and you're encouraged and inspired by it, uh, we invite you to participate and, and support this ministry financially. Uh, and so you could be a fairway friend and go to unpackingit.com slash donate uh, to participate uh, with that uh, right now. So Luke's here. Henry's here. We'll do tap drill at the end of the show. We got some really good topics to discuss uh, with Henry, the 75th. NBA anniversary team is out. I got some strong thoughts on that. Excited about that. I've been soaking that in some of the discussions surrounding that, but it's an, it's an NFL Monday as well. And as you can tell, I've got my Carolina Panthers hat still lit, still lit. It should be, it should be dimmed. I need like a dimmer on, on it because our, uh, the optimism for Panthers fans is quickly vanishing. It is nuts here in Charlotte, listening to local radio, driving in today. Uh, keeping up with some of the uh, the updates, uh, a lot to get to uh, with that. Uh, we also, you know, there were a number of interesting storylines today uh, from yesterday with a few blowouts. And so today during Unpack This, I want to talk about the, the feelings that come from a blowout and a large defeat and how that relates to our own lives. So we'll do that shortly. Uh, but Luke, first up, how was the weekend? Weekend was good. Another wedding. Can I you believe it? I saw it that on Facebook. So that was this weekend. That was this weekend. Yeah, my okay. uh, my my stepbrother got married in San Antonio. It was uh, it was great. Got to go. 
Got to, uh, I mean, I'll just jump right to it. The fact of the matter is, the wife and I lit up the dance floor. <laughs> I, I pulled out the tie tied around the forehead midway oh, through no. the night, lost oh, a few no. buttons going down, and uh, yeah, we were in our own world, and after the wedding, we ended up talking to some people, and they're like, yeah, we just loved watching you guys. I'm thinking, <laughs> my job here is Not done. My job here is done. So the, the, so the dance floor was dominated, and the best part, I ran into a guy from my fraternity, which oh. was exciting. So what fraternity do you may ask? Well, of course, the Redheads of the World fraternity. That's the fraternity I'm talking about, baby. Uh-oh. So anytime I see a fellow Redhead, I take a picture with them. No matter Even who if they're is, a stranger. You don't have to have any connection with them. That's right. So we're such a, a rare breed, us fellow Redheads. We're, I think we're like less than 1% of the world. Is that so, right? Wow. So, oh, it's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a very recessive gene. So uh, anytime I see a Redhead... I go up and say, hey, can I take a picture? And usually they're a little creeped out because we've never, ever talked or seen each other before. And, I'm go, and I go, I love to take pictures with fellow redheads. And usually they're like, eh, okay. This guy, the DJ, redhead. The DJ. He was so excited. He said, me? Really? And I said, yeah, red hair, baby. We've got to take a picture. Oh, he was all about it. So I oh. uh, got a picture with the DJ, fellow redhead. He did a great job. So it was a win. I love it. So I don't think we've ever broken down wedding DJs, but this is quite the breed. Talk about redheads. DJs are quite the breed. And they are, you know, so I I was a radio DJ. So I did the music and stuff in in college, but never like a, you know, a wedding DJ. So it's, it's slightly different, but I do wonder sometimes these guys try to steal the spotlight a little bit too much. They get a little Hmm. too mic friendly at times. And I get concerned about that at certain weddings. You got to You got to get out of the way. You're, yeah. Nobody's there to see you. They're, they're there to hear some music, but, <laughs> but you got, you got to know your role and stay in your lane. Wedding DJ, play yeah. the tunes and that's it. So that, Is yeah. That so my boy, Artie, Artie, the redhead, he stayed out of the way. It was great. The only, the only, only uh, tip I'd have for him. It was interesting. We're playing. It was a lot of slower songs. It was an older crowd that mm. the couple was in their, uh, early 30s so it wasn't your classic we all just graduated college it's going to be a bunch of really hype dance music a lot of slower songs but like one of the first five songs played an usher song and we're thinking wow we're we're bringing out the crowd already we're about to get some some really high energy dancing but it was just that the first hour was like one usher song out of nowhere, <laughs> and then slow dance music. So I don't know if it was an accident or a tease for what's to come, but uh, overall a great night. But I, love it. Very I would cool. love to ask, how was your what? How your how was your wedding? How's how was wedding? your weekend? You and I both have been wedding machines lately, so hopefully you didn't have another wedding this weekend. No, this was uh, after last weekend preparing for the golf tournament, so I go all you know a lot lot of preparation for that. So this was an at home catch up weekend, so lots of family time. However. I needed to get some errands done. And so mm-hmm. I've got two little daughters now. I've got a, a two-year-old, Maddie, who I enjoy spending time with on Dadder Day, right? So we try to Dadder do as we can. Come on. And, and so I needed a car wash. It had been a while since I had gotten my car washed. And so, you know what? I thought, hey, let's bring Maddie to the car wash. This has Ooh. to be a good idea, right? So not a hand washer. 
bring a bring a two year old to the oh not at home doing my own car. Yeah. No, I there's certain things in life. I'm not gonna bag my own groceries and I'm not gonna wash my own car. I'll let somebody <laughs> else do that. Right? I'm already paying for the groceries. Somebody else can can put the put the food in the bags. I'm not I'm not why would I self check right. out? Why would I do extra work if I don't have That's to? Right. I'm not hey, I, hey, I fill up my car with gas. Don't ask me to do much more. That's it. So, and then if I, if I can pay like $11 for a, for a car wash, I, I'm going to do it. But so I, I go over there, you know, we go, we survive the car wash, which let's admit it's a little scary. If, if you're unfamiliar with being inside, oh, yeah. First room, time. Where yeah. all of a sudden, like, you know, these big things are going in the window. So Maddie survived. She did well. She started getting a little fussy toward the end. The actual, the air blowers did it for her. Mm. She's like, she started getting a little like, eh, what's going on? So anyway, I, I get there. I'm drying off the car. She remains in her car seat. So she's hanging out. She's, she's good. But the time is prolonging, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, she's starting to get fussy. I want out. I want out. And so, all right, let's see if I can put her in the front seat. Put her in the front seat. And, and so, you know, you got to think, this is a big car wash. A bunch of people are all around. And I'm taking the risk of bringing a two-year-old out of the car seat. Not only the dangers of that, but I was keeping an eye on her. Yeah but also the danger of a meltdown. Mm. And by the end of the time, it was a full-on meltdown. She didn't want to get back into the car seat. And so now I'm stuck mm. at the car wash. So now I've got a crying baby who won't go back, not a baby, two-year-old, <laughs> who won't go back into the car seat with everybody else just trying, you know, they make a clear rule, no loud music, but there was no rule on no loud crying babies. That's but right. You, could, you start to feel the, uh, the people around you going, dude, you brought a two-year-old to a car wash? Are you out of your mind? And I'm thinking, oh, we're starting them young. Yeah, I'm out of my mind, but I'm <laughs> desperate to get my car clean. And so here is my, my big takeaway from it. The, the question of the day, where is the, I, I, I don't even want to use the word dumbest place you've brought your two-year-old or some, you know, some age that makes sense. But like, yeah. where were you delusional enough to, <laughs> you were delusional enough to bring your child somewhere? You thought, uh -huh. yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, that should be fine. We'll give it a try. We'll, we'll give it a try. Because I, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you the car wash, not a big win. Not a great spot for a two-year-old. Not a lot of, uh, uh, of sl slides or monkey bars to play on. It's, uh, but, it's vacuums. And, but and I will that. say, now Maddie, to all of her fellow two-year-old friends, can say, yeah, but have you gone through a car wash? She's got the flex on them now. She can do – in her eyes, she may be able to do anything because all her little other two-year-old friends might be scared, but she has survived a car wash. Now, That's I need fair. to bring this up. This is one of my – this is one of uh, my many gripes with humanity, mm. and it is the – you're in a place, your young child is crying, and it's the guy who goes, hey, uh, shut that baby up, or uh, hey, can you tell your kid to be quiet? No, hey, there's get him to get him, get him to stop crying. Oh my gosh, on an airplane? Yeah, well, on an airplane. one of uh, last year on a plane. Poor mother. No, I'm, I'm not talking about <laughs> the poor mother. Not that I knew her socioeconomic status. The poor mother on the plane with a young toddler weeping in the middle of the flight. Understandable. Hey, babies cry. Guy ten rows in front of her. Can you get your baby to stop crying? First of all, time out. Let's just, first, completely illogical. Yeah, let me, because I'm encouraging the antics of crying. Yeah, 
thank you for your advice. I'm going to tell my baby to stop crying now. Yeah. How about you come up here? I just don't understand it. It's the most illogical waste of breath to just tell someone, hey, get your baby to stop crying. That's thank a- you for that wise, just <laughs> enlightening command and encouragement from you, stranger. I really appreciate that. I'm thinking, what are we doing here? That, 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 I don't that's, a fair, that's a fair take. H- however, I am on the side, don't bring a baby on the plane, unless you absolutely have to. Like, you, you know, you have to be somewhere. But if it's a voluntary place that you're going, bringing a baby, I'm out on that. I'm not personally doing it, and I don't, I don't have much patience when I'm on the plane with the crying baby. But I agree with your take that it's, it's silly to actually say something. Like, what do you, what do you expect? Um, yeah, so, so I agree with you. There's moments where, hey, your child's crying. Maybe take him outside. Under, I understand that. You could take, take your kid initiative. outside. Hey, yeah, you're, yeah, you're in church. Take yeah, you're initiative. in church. Your child's been crying. Maybe step out for a second. But yeah. if you're on a plane and you're just going to holler at the parent, what's going to happen here? So I don't understand. But how, how about Jason with the comment here? The baby opening day for Star Wars at the IMAX theater. Because then IMAX you're, tra- you're trapped. You're trapped. Do you miss the movie or do you just embrace it? The baby's going to cry and I'm staying in here. Oh, That's no. You have to, That's catch you have 22 to there. You have to leave. Even if you've bought your ticket, you're out. That's on you, Jason. That's on you. You got to get out. You can't keep a baby in a movie. There's no, no babies in a movie. So we, we've now learned no, no two-year-olds at the car wash. That's but right. I think we've already known no babies in the movie. Yeah. So, Jason, that was a bold, bold effort on that one. So, uh, but keep, keep your, uh, your uh, realizations coming. Where have you taken your child where you were delusional and thought, yeah, it'll work. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll make it through. They'll have a good time. They'll have, they'll have a great time. So, all right. We got that going on today. And we got lots of, lots of uh, NFL topics, not to mention the World Series starts tomorrow. That's right. And uh, so the quick take on the World Series. So I, I live in Charlotte, and we don't have a professional baseball team. Nice divi- uh, Division Three, A triple-A baseball team, Charlotte Knights, they're great. But growing yeah. up, everybody's an Atlanta Braves fan. However, they haven't been relevant in a long time. I mean, in recent years, they've started to obviously build toward this, this World Series team. But for you know, a long time, since I was 10, and I was a Braves fan, they were on TBS, and you know, we watched them all the time and, and loved those Chipper Jones, you know, Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin. I mean, these guys, were, it yeah. was unbelievable. Andrew Jones. So we, we love the Braves, but it's just so funny. Now everybody's come out of the woodwork. Everybody's a Braves yeah. fan. We're yeah. all back. We're all back on the bandwagon. I haven't, haven't heard anybody talk baseball in Charlotte for the last 20 years. <laughs> and, and now everybody, all my buddies, my high school friends, they can't wait to watch the, the, their Atlanta Braves. That's starting right. to use we. We are back. Ooh, the oh, personal pronouns are tough. Oh man, yeah. I'm not sure they've been they've been uh, suffering through the uh, you know the, the the 50 win seasons or whatever, and, and watching uh, uh, baseball in June over the last you know 20 years. I I don't think that's the case. I could yeah. be wrong, but I don't think that's. I haven't I haven't heard them talk about it, but now they're in for the World Series. So anyway, go go Braves. We'll go Braves. Mm. Uh, but but. The whole topic around the Astros is also an interesting topic with them being there, but we may yeah. have to save that for uh, for next week because I got a lot a lot of NFL to get to. But yep, any any quick thoughts on the World Series? Um, Are you intrigued by it? Will you go out of your way to watch it? Yeah, so I, I certainly don't keep up with regular season baseball like I do for basketball. 
one, there's so many games. 162 games. Unbelievable. So many games. But I think postseason baseball, I really enjoy watching. Um, just because, again, with any postseason, like, it changes. You don't send out a starting pitcher for seven innings. You might go six pitchers in one game, one and a half innings at a time, or one and third. So I think that's exciting. Just the strategy, the excitement, um, less teams. It's So I will definitely watch the World Series. And, again, we'll – May have to get into it at a later episode, but certainly some unique implications or opinions on who is involved with the World Series previous years. It's it's interesting. No, it is. This is a very cool matchup. I, I like I like the storylines. I'll be I'll be bought in for sure. I like the Tuesday start too. That's nice. So we get Monday Night Football tonight. The Manning yeah. brothers are back. So I'm you know, clear the schedule. I'm back in front of the couch. Let's go. <laughs> Manny Brothers, thank you. I mean, they're saving a Monday night game tonight. Think about it. Seattle and New Orleans. That's oh, a yeah. tough matchup. I'm, I'm sorry. I, that just is a weird matchup to me. I mean, I guess it was a playoff matchup a few years ago, but yeah. without and, Russell yeah, and Wilson. No, and no Russell, yeah, no Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, no Drew, this isn't Drew Brees, Russell Wilson matchup. This is Geno no. and Jameis. Um, you know, so there are some fantasy ramifications, but I've already won most of my leagues this week, so I'm feeling pretty good. But uh, all right. Before we jump into uh, unpack this, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. We'll do I'm convinced in a little bit, but you can send yours in. What are you convinced of today following the sports weekend? And uh, and I, I'm, I'm convinced uh, quarterback related. My thoughts on Sam Darnold coming up. But. For Unpack This, we take a sports story related to the Bible, related to our own lives, and I hope today is encouraging because the one that I wrote for today, this will go out an email later today, and I'm sharing with, with you now. I wrote this to myself, and I'm going to share it with you. All right? So here we go. So the NFL, through the first six weeks of the season, really represented what we love about the NFL, parity, right? Any given Sunday, anybody can win. We saw a lot of you know close matchups. Uh, throughout the, the first six weeks, 11 games went to overtime, which was the second most in NFL history through six games. And so we just got, we got off to a great start with, with a lot of competitive football in the, in the NFL. I've now lost my microphone, but we're good. We'll, we'll keep going. Um, I, I, <laughs> this seems to be, this seems to be a trend now. I know it's like I'm, I I hold on to it too long and then eventually just pulls away from I'm me. I'm gonna have to create a montage of all the times <laughs> the microphone disassembles aggressively from the mic uh, from, the, from the arm. Yep, there, we have an enemy. The enemy does not want me to share this encouraging word today. Hmm. All right, so we've had a lot of great games. However, yesterday it was not about close games. Yesterday was about blowouts. Now, sure, we had a couple close games, and last night was interesting with the rain and the, the Colts and the 49ers and. The Rams-Lions game actually ended up being a little closer than maybe many people thought, but we saw blowouts. The Titans shockingly dominated the Chiefs 27-3. to The Bengals yeah. overwhelmed the Ravens 41-17. to The Giants embarrassed my Panthers 25-3. to The Jets were outmatched by the Patriots 54-13. to 50 points. Unreal. Unreal. The Bucks beat up on the Bears by winning 38-3. to And the Cardinals handled the Texans. Uh, another discouraging defeat for them, 31-5. to one, At one point yesterday, I looked at my secondary TV that had the, the scores on. 
the scoreboard popped up and I had to do a double take. It was almost like I had to like check my eyes. It was like, <laughs> wait, the Patriots have 54 points. Oh. It was that, like, that almost felt like a miss, uh, you know, something was off. Yeah. Um, a miss misprint. It's like when, uh, it's when they typed in post game, Timothy Mozgov, they said he had 93 <laughs> points. So it was like one of those things. Somehow the producer is messed up here. It didn't seem right. Cause the Patriots really haven't scored much this year. They've won yeah. some games. They haven't scored a lot. Um, and so that was uh, very surprising, but, but they got the, the, the big win. And so uh, a couple of just quick NFL thoughts before we get to the spiritual thought, you know, the Titans with the, the way that, that Derek Henry's playing, he's starting now he's throwing touchdowns. <laughs> they're really rolling. So they're, yeah. they're playing well. So it wasn't, I mean, you got to take them seriously. And I've got major concerns about the chiefs. And, and you know what my gut feeling is something's wrong with Patrick Mahomes. That, that, like a lot of people are talking about, oh, we got to fix scheme or offensive line, or he doesn't have the weapon. No, 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 no. Something's off with him. And I don't know what it is. I, I have no idea. But I'm just like, we have to realize that when we watch sports, these guys are humans. And oftentimes they got something going on in life. Like, we don't know. I, maybe nothing's yeah. going on. And maybe it really is scheme and they just need a better left tackle. I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, just something, you know, kind of the 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 off the field mental game, the the intangible factor. Something doesn't seem cl- it's just not clicking with the Chiefs, and maybe it's in the locker room. I don't know, but but that to me, because otherwise, I look at the roster, and I still see Travis Kelsey out there. I still see plenty of other weapons. Williams was awesome last week. Why all of a sudden running the ball? Why wasn't he good this week? So hmm. that's my quick thought on that. And then the Bengals beating the Ravens. The Bengals are for real. They really oh, are. Yeah. And and we we laughed about Jamar Chase not being able to catch a, a football in preseason. He's been Woo! phenomenal. <laughs> we were wrong. We were wrong about Seriously. Chase. Yeah, we all everybody agreed. You don't take a receiver over an offensive lineman, right? Remember, we got to protect Burrow. Don't take Jamar oh, yeah. Chase. That take is is now a a freezing cold take. Freezing That's a bad take. take. Bad take. Um. All right. So anyway, a ton of blowouts yesterday, and so what ends up happening? You know, those teams they got dominated. So they're feeling overwhelmed, outmatched, limited, defeated, embarrassed, discouraged. You know, the scoreboard didn't look pretty for them yesterday. And, and so now all these teams are wondering, how do we overcome that? How do we move on from such a tough, tough loss? How do we keep going when we got beat up the way that we did? And at this point, our season looks so bleak. So, so what do they do? Now, the Ravens, they can chalk it up as an off day, and they're still fine. They're in you know, good position. They've had, already had some key wins on their schedule. You know, the Chiefs, still extremely talented. They're Super Bowl champs. But the Panthers, the Jets, the Bears, the Texans, they're trying to figure out how to salvage their season and persevere after their latest setback. And so, if we're honest, you and I today, there are many days where we feel like more like the Texans than we do the Bucks. You know, the Bucks have yeah. been blowing everybody out. They're loving life. They got Tom Brady. They're laughing. I mean, they're, they win. They, their game's over by halftime. Yeah. And, but for many of us, we feel overwhelmed by life's difficulties, responsibilities, the, the things around us that seem so bleak, this never-ending pandemic. You know, it's one thing after another that seems to be going wrong or maybe we feel stuck or outmatched or limited or embarrassed or discouraged. You know, these are common things that, that all of us have felt, are feeling, will feel. And, and so we ask ourselves, you know, how can I keep going on like this mm-hmm. when I'm so beat up and dominated by life's challenges? And, and so we ask ourselves, you know, how am I going to salvage 
this season and, and persevere after the latest setback. And the good news today, we thankfully have an answer because we can turn to God's word. And as followers of Jesus, we are reminded that we are not ultimately outmatched because we have God's power and strength available to us. Sure. Yep. This life is going to beat us up and we're going to get dominated sometimes. However, as it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Psalm 145 tells us the Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. And so in sports, it's hard enough to lose, but when you get blown out and dominated, it's even harder to keep going. For those of us today who can relate to similar feelings, you know, based on the latest developments uh, in our lives and, and the discouraging defeats, maybe it's one after another. And, and, and so for us, we have to continue to persevere and endure mm -hmm. as we trust that Jesus is still with us and that he's the one who will get us through when we rely on him and depend on him. Yep. Hebrews 10 so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. Yep. And so I can go on and on, but, but, I, but I, I hope that, that we, we realize, okay, we can feel defeated and overwhelmed, but the answer is we don't give up. We continue to endure. We continue to persevere. And the only way we do that through the power of the Holy Spirit, depending on, on God's strength and energy. And like we talked about a few weeks ago, you know, the hope that, that we have in him, the peace that we have in him, that's what we cling to as followers of Jesus. And, and so, trust me, I look around sometimes and you know, I talk to a lot of people that are going through hard things. And some days I go, man, I just can't even bear this anymore. Like I can't, I can't bear another tough conversation. I can't, you know, bear the, 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 the weight of, leading this ministry, leading my home, trying to, to, to take care of myself, trying yeah. to, to have friendships, trying to take care of my you know, extended family. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot that we all, and all of us have different things. So, so fill, you know, fill it in. But sometimes it feels like the scoreboard is a blowout, right? We're defeated. It's like, man, we got no answers. I don't know where to turn. I don't know what's going on. But the good news is we do have somewhere to turn, and we turn to Jesus. It's our only hope. It's our only answer. Because anything else is going to let us down. Everything else is going to leave us in despair. Mm -hmm. But Jesus lifts us up. He carries our burdens, and, and he, he gets us through it. And, and, and we find ourselves in the middle of the difficulty at times. Uh, but there is light, and, and he is our light that gets us through. and guides us and directs us uh, through it and, and ultimately changes us and grows us uh, as we go through those, those difficult seasons. So that's my encouragement. For us today, you can unpack that. Uh, Luke, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think uh, this is one of those topics where Scripture is just so clear. Like the idea of just a blowout. One, we've already survived the biggest blowout in our lives, which is being born in sin and completely hopeless. Born in depravity, cannot rescue ourselves from the death and judgment we deserve from a holy God. 
And yet, God, through his son, Jesus, redeemed us. So by faith in Christ, we get to escape death. We get to uh, be made right with God. So if we can, if through God's power, we can escape that blowout and recover from that blowout, we can continue to persevere. Yeah, things happen all the time. Think of uh, right now, mental health is on the forefront of so many uh, conversations, which is important. We're realizing mental health is a serious thing. And that looks like a lot of things for a lot of different people. And, and struggling with mental health can really be a big blowout. Or uh, if you just make a wrong decision, whether whether because of sin or whether because you just made a wrong decision, things can happen all the time. I think back in my own life, there's plenty of times where I've either made a wrong decision or been in sin or struggled with various things or life just hits me really hard. And it's like, man, how am I going to recover? So first I can remember, okay, I've rec- I have been made right with God, so I know that I can also recover from things because God has literally rescued me from death. Mm. He can certainly keep me. Uh, I mean, there's so many encouraging uh, passages in Scripture. Hebrews 4 talks about we can approach God uh, with confidence and mm-hmm. ask Him for mercy and grace. 2 Corinthians 9 is all about I am my weakness— I'm made strong because as we acknowledge how weak we are, God's power is made even more stronger. And we realize, okay, I have God's power in my life. I can, can rely on that more. Even the, the classic Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ and who strengthens me. Now, unfortunately, that's become like I can go hit two home runs because of Christ who strengthens me. I'm like, oh, a bunch of baloney. What are we doing here? But it's, it's talking about I can follow Christ. Because God strengthens me. I can persevere through suffering. I can persevere through hardships. I can do the duties required of following Christ in this life only because of Christ who strengthens me. We can't do it on our own. So we can follow Christ because of God's power in our life, and we can recover from blowouts, from being just blown out by life or by our own sin because of God's power in our life. And when we start to realize that more by asking God to give us greater humility to realize our weakness, Mm -hmm. to realize and to think back on God's faithfulness of helping us recover, primarily from recovering from the blowout of being born in sin, and then all the other ways God helps us recover time and time again in our own life, in Scripture, there's so much testimony to that, where if we really think about it and take time to remove ourselves from the busyness and the overwhelming things, there's so much room to be encouraged. Certainly easier said than done, but there is hope. Amen. Amen. So that's the encouragement as we start a a week. And for many of us, it it feels uh, overwhelming. Uh, But, but let me, let me close uh, with this. Um, Today, as we acknowledge the things that are overwhelming us and leaving us feeling dominated or discouraged, let's bring them to the feet of Jesus and rest in his comfort and mercy as he replenishes and refreshes us to bounce back and keep going as we continue to do God's will. Uh, And and like we're saying, with his strength and and with his uh, power. So you can unpack that. 
appreciate you uh, sharing that as well, Luke. That was awesome. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. If you're listening now, uh, if you're listening live, you can share your comments. Uh, also, what are you convinced of today? Let us know what you're convinced of in the world of sports. And as I start off the show, uh, where, someone you, where, where is somewhere you uh, mistakenly brought your young child and you thought, oh, no, no, that'll be a good idea. And you quickly realize, nope. Not a great idea. I, I brought Maddie to the car wash on Saturday. So we'd love to hear some more of those stories uh, as they pop up. So let's get to I'm convinced and ooh, I got some thoughts on the Panthers today, but let me let me extend, expand it out a little bit as well. So I'm convinced. Mm, I'm eager seven, for this. Through seven weeks, I have made a decision on the young quarterbacks in the league, mm. and I can now decide who is a franchise quarterback who is only going to be an NFL starter, not quite a franchise quarterback, but they can still start in the league. And who is only going to be a reliable backup, which may mean at times they start, but they're only a reliable backup. Now there are a couple guys who don't fall into those three categories because they need a new coach or a new team before I'm before I give the final call on those guys in particular, because Carson Wentz, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, all guys needed another team. Uh, now we're seeing with Wentz and the Colts. It's a different if it, it's a different Wentz. Yeah. Um, and and even I would say Derek Carr, uh, forget all these things about Der- you know, John Gruden and all that. John Gruden ha- helped Derek Carr get his career back and, and get him back on the right track. Certainly. Um, so that was there was a you know a, a, a regime change there. And now actually Carr's doing even better now that Gruden's leaving. Yeah, um, two and to hell without him. So now there's something to be said about him taking over and being the being the you know, true leader of that locker room, uh, which yeah. is interesting. So, but here we go. Here's who I think will. Here's what I'm convinced: these players will be these quarterbacks will be reliable backups moving forward. Sam Darnold, he is no longer a Ooh. starting quarterback. He is not a franchise quarterback. We have seen enough as a Panthers fan. Here's what did it for me yesterday: the safety. He threw the ball into the ground where there was no no player near him. No nobody nobody. It was a lineman who can't catch the ball. An, an eligible lineman. Easy for me to say. And and he, he got a safety. So Sam Darnold got a safety. At that point, I said, "I'm out. I'm out." He's not a franchise guy. The, the Panthers have to move forward w- yeah. without him. They got to figure out another plan. Now, he can be a starter. He can be a starter at times as a backup. I think he could still remain in the NFL. He he showed what he's capable of early in the season. But to think that he's going to do it for a full season, we've seen it the last four weeks. It's not happening. And and we'll talk about Christian McCaffrey and all that. But but when you watch a player, you just kind of know. So I'm convinced of him. I'm also convinced Baker Mayfield is better off as a reliable backup. Ooh. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's a franchise guy. I, I really don't think he's that much of a starter either. I think he's a, a nice, fun guy to bring in off the bench, give you a boost, bring some energy. Probably it will be somewhere else than Cleveland. Uh, mm. the, the Browns can win with Case Keenum. I'm all in on the Case Keenum bandwagon. Wow. I think they can go far into the playoffs with Case Keenum. The Vikings did it, and, and this team arguably even more talented than that, that Vikings team. Um, and then, let's see, who else? Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's a backup. Tua, backup. Zach Wilson, backup. These guys are backups in the NFL. I'm oh. not building my franchise around. Are you moving on too quick from Zach Wilson? I'm on, you got to give him the Darnold treatment. Wait till he's on another team to confirm now, or deny. 
I've seen enough. I'm out. <laughs> now, here are guys that I think will remain starters that will never become the franchise guy, meaning you have to have a lot around these guys in order to be successful. And so Mac Jones, I think he's good. I think he's a starter. I think, he, but he's not, he's not Tom Brady. He's not, I don't think he's going to uh, make up for uh, deficiencies on other areas of the team. And so uh, Mac Jones, starter. I've come around on Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones wow. is a starter. You Henry know is so happy right now. <laughs> so what did it for me yesterday when he made the catch, like it just showed how talented he is. Like this guy, I don't know if you guys saw this catch he made. It was a remarkable catch. I mean, he's so, a freak athlete. He's a great athlete. athlete. So I think you can, I think you can use him. He's going to have to have a lot of talent around him. But even yesterday, he, I saw something. He was RB1, QB1, and wide receiver one for the Giants yesterday. They had seven guys out, um, wow. seven starters out, and, and that's how well he played against my uh, – Sorry, Panthers. <laughs> um, but I, but I'm, I've come around on Jones being a starter. All right. And then the franchise guys, we, we basically all agree on this. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Kyler, Josh Allen, and now Joe Burrow. I'm all in on Joe Burrow. I was a little late to the party on him and Kyler and Josh Allen, I'll say, on, on all three of those guys. Uh, but I'm, I'm in on, on all of them. And then the, t- the guys that need new teams, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, uh, those would be my two. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ready to write either one of them off yet. Uh, I will say this about Chicago. We, we were kind of wrong. Like some guys like Mike Wilbon, they were right, where they were saying, no, 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 don't put Fields in yet. Like it, this is not the, the situation you want to put him in. And, and now I'm – because I was like, oh, I'll just put him in. I want to see him. Let's play. You know, what are we going to do with Andy Dalton? It's kind of a, you know, a lame duck quarterback. Yeah. Um, but Fields is in over his head and – they're just, he's just not set up to succeed, I, I don't think. Um, so it's kind of unfortunate. That's an unfortunate mm-hmm. situation for him. So there you go. That's what I'm convinced of. Would love to hear your thoughts. Where do you come out on these quarterbacks? Uh, where do you disagree? Uh, Luke, I'll let you have first crack at it. Oh, well, you left uh, Mr. Dakota Prescott off the list. And, well, he's uh, a franchise guy. He's yeah, franchise. franchise guy. Okay, yeah. glad we could get that off our chest. Yeah, yeah. He's not, is he um, young anymore? Or? We're we're in on him. He they got, he got the big money. Yeah. He's in. He's yeah. in. Oh man, that that's fascinating. Baker's a tough one. I mean, I'm certainly out on him as a fantasy starter. At, <laughs> definitely as a fantasy football quarterback starter. I mean, I cut him. I'm I'm riding the Kirk Cousins train. Kirk's Kirk's been solid for me. Baker, eesh, maybe 13 points average. Yeah, tough. But I think we saw with Ke- I think Keenum shows us. I, I, th- I think he, uh, you know, is a, a decent Denver defense. Which, speaking of Keenum, in the year, but. absolute roller coaster. I mean, didn't he get a huge deal after after his Minnesota run? Was it with Denver? So th- there's another category of of quarterbacks, which basically these reliable backup type guys, and I think Baker falls into this ultimately. But it's the Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Josh McCown. Case Keenum yeah. type of guys. I might be missing one more, but those those three guys they can win you games. They can even win you playoff games. But as soon as you give them big money or expect them to be the franchise guy or even your like clear cut starter, I, they're just not going to do it. Like they're just they're not at that. They don't have the talent to do it. But they have some of the intangibles and and some talent to get some you know temporary wins. And that's yeah. why I think Sam Darnold Baker they fall into that category. Yeah, I, I, I will Hurts. say 
definitely all in on Burrow. I mean, come on. Yeah. And I don't think anyone – I think anyone who was doubting Burrow forgot about his rookie season. Unbelievable. Well, Before he was hurt, great rookie doubts, season. Sorry. Go. My doubts came from only one year at LSU. And sometimes, Fair. you know, we see we see great quarterbacks in college. It just, you know, doesn't translate. They're surrounded by so much talent. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, this guy's not really good. He just had a bunch of players, you know, a bunch of great receivers. So yeah. I, I was kind of buying that narrative a little bit. And not to mention how bad Cincinnati has been, especially yeah. in recent years. And I didn't, like Zach Taylor, who was this coach, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I didn't buy into him. But now I'm buying it all. Like I even texted my buddy Duncan, who's a Bengals fan. He's not even totally sold as a Bengals fan because of the years of negativity. But, yeah. but I'm in. I thought that win yesterday proved it. I just, so uh, I feel like it might be too early. So with a guy like Baker – like the Browns have a great roster. Like really they have good a roster. They have both sides of the ball, back. both sides of the ball weapons. Which is why I think it would be maybe too early to move on from Tua. Because he's been he's been banged up and let's be honest. Miami, eh, we got to make like some rocks last year. They won 10 games last year. Fitzpatrick was the guy. Well, Fitzpatrick just got he's got some magic in him. I, yeah. I think it may be a little too early to move on from Tua. Awesome game. Also, he's feeding my, my tight end right now in fantasy. He's got Gusecki, so it's been great. Well, no, Tua actually played pretty well yesterday. I mean, numbers-wise. Yeah. But I'm just not sure he's a winning quarterback in the NFL. Same with Hurts. Like, they're both very talented, and, and they show glimpses of it. But they're not getting their team over the hump. I'm not, yeah, yeah I'm not sure about. Soon, but I've made my, I've made my decision on, on those two guys. I'm not sure about Hurts' ceiling. So I guess would support your point. Like you want a great backup has a high floor, high floor, low ceiling guy. I think Hertz has a pretty high floor. He can yeah. do it. He can, he's a dual threat. He, and he's a smart football player uh, and got, I mean, obviously tremendous coaching in college. So he's, I mean, he's, I think he's, yeah, long-term, probably a good backup. Now, just to throw it out there, we have to acknowledge the greatest backup of all time, Chase Daniel. We've talked about him before. Legend. Getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars per pass. Oh, Unbelievable. He wins. Gosh, 100% he wins. he wins. Legend. Doug Peterson's the one that backed up Brett Favre for a number of years. He won, too, because Favre was always healthy. Yeah. Never played. Peterson never played. Gosh. I. Uh, this is tough. Um, it's tough to... I mean, in some ways it's tough, but in other ways it's, man, you win. Year after year, you never play, and you just keep cashing a check. Yeah. You, well, you don't have to deal with the injuries. You don't have to wake up with a sore back like Aaron Rodgers. Poor yeah. guy didn't get to sleep in his own bed. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is such a prima donna. He's the only he's the one guy that thinks he – I'm sure a bunch of people would love to sleep in their own bed, don't we all? But he doesn't like they have to sleep in the hotel even for home games the night before. Mm. We woke up with a sore back. I woke up with a sore neck today, too. But I'm still here. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> you're a trooper. And I was in my home bed. Yeah. You were. That's right. Anyway, you're talking about Chase Daniel. Not sure why. I don't know why. I don't even know what team he's on these days. Where does he play? The Rams? Where is he? Ooh. He was in Kansas City. He's not there because Chad Henney's still in the league. We saw That's him. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah, like year 14 out of Michigan. Unreal. That's who at beat when we beat Michigan. Chad Henney was the quarterback. That's right. And he's still in the NFL. Oh, I'm wearing my app shirt today. I can't I can't wear my Panthers stuff right now 
I had to wear my app gear. Big win over Coastal. <laughs> that was. That was huge. Not an upset. Not an upset. Ooh, they stormed the field, Secure though. business. They stormed the field, though. I stand by my, my uh, Not an upset. field principle. Been, a, been years since a ranked win. I, I think that may constitute as an upset. No, they're in our division. We, we own the Coastal Carolina. Get out of here with that. At home. We, we own them at home, I should say. I think we've Fair. lost on the road to them. Anyway, your quarterback takes, very fascinating. I would be hesitant to move on from Tua. And I would be curious. I feel like Zach Wilson would de- would deserve similar treatment as a Fields, because like it's been just a brutal experience for Justin Fields in his NFL in his NFL career so far. Same with same with Wilson. I mean, it's tough. Anyway, and which is why we needed a guy. We needed to see Darnold. Hey, maybe Darnold was never going to be that guy, but unfair to judge him solely on the New York Jets experience because I don't know I would be I'd I'd be willing to hear just quarterback names to just stick in Chicago or stick in on the Jets franchise I mean a guy like Aaron Rodgers yeah he's gonna make a difference but I don't even I don't even know if a guy like Dak could go to the Jets and really make a huge impact. I don't know. It's it's year one of a rebuild. So, I mean, they're totally starting over. So, I'm jumping the gun on this. But I, I kind of felt like this was Zach Wilson coming out. And I just, I haven't seen it. I, the size, I, I just, yeah. So, that's my, my take on that. So, all right. There you go. That's what I'm convinced of today. Um, I, I do want to get to, because uh, really, the Panthers are, are kind of one of the big topics in the NFL. Because they started off 3-0. and now I've lost four straight. Now I yeah. was a little, if you remember, I was a little hesitant with you were, I remember the before the line. Dallas game, you were a little hesitant. The doubt, the Dallas game was going to be the first real. Okay. Are we for real? Yes. So even when we beat the saints, it was like, Oh, there I am with the, we, but Hey, there, you know, all the saints. And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the assistant coaches weren't there. That was kind of a weird game. I'm not, I don't know about that. And, but I've, I've, I've been bought into the defense, and I still think the foundation is there. But when you never get any momentum on offense, it, it kind of takes away from the defense as well. Yeah. Um, but, but here's the big question to me that I'm wrestling with. Because Christian McCaffrey is unbelievable, value, valuable, and when he's not on the field, the Panthers are clearly worse without him. Now, you can try to replicate some of the production here or there. Last year, Mike Davis filled in okay. Chuba Hubbard has done you know, okay at times. Yeah. But you can't fully. You're losing two players with one with McCaffrey. You're losing a a receiver and a running back. Yeah, because Hubbard's dropping passes. And so, but the question for me is, is CMC, like, too valuable and so valuable for the Panthers? And and that, you know, just shows, like, man, the whole offense is built around him. They need him. Or, or is the, the the reality that the Panthers are spending too much money on a running back, and so they have so much locked up and so much dependent on him that it's not really worth having him? Yeah. So, so it's like, wait, so he's so worth it. He's absolutely great, but is it really smart to to have this much invested into a running back when running backs can get banged up? Yeah. And, you know, unless you're Derrick Henry, who's the only guy that, like, stays healthy. Well, even he gets banged up at times, but – I mean, overall, he's he's been pretty healthy. And now he's throwing touchdowns. So I, that that's what I'm. I, I don't know. So so you know, Panthers have to decide what direction they go from from now. They move, move on from Darnold, which I think they should. Do you go trade for Deshaun Watson, which brings in a ton of baggage? 
do you continue to go all in on Christian McCaffrey? But for how long can you do that? And how reliant, yeah. you know, can you be on him? Well, it's it's such an it's like it almost seems illogical to and but it's true on at some point as a running back you can become so good you're you lose your value. Mm. Like he's so good that you have no other choice to build around him or you lose him. But building around a running back the way the game is played <sighs> that doesn't work. And yeah, and yes, you can say well Tennessee and Derrick Henry, but also tennis Tannehill is far better than Darnold. So I don't know. It's it's hard. It's like you want you want to, you draft McCaffrey, you want him to silence all the haters. Oh, he's too small. He's not gonna he's not gonna be an NFL player. You want him to dominate. Now he's one of the one of the best football players in the entire NFL. But at some point, you're like, oh, don't be that good because now <laughs> we're gonna have to pay you so much money. It's gonna actually hurt our ability to put a, a, a more well-rounded team on the field. So it's so it's the way the NFL set up. It's just hard. It's like you almost are rooting for your running back to kind of taper off at some point and be like, yeah, be, be good, but not great so that we don't have to pay you a ton of money so that we can pay more important players like a left tackle, like, I don't know, a great defensive end. I don't know. So yeah, a really good corner. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. To me, like that's at the, as the Panthers try to figure out what direction they're going. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about, Oh, is Matt rule really the guy? And of course, Sam Darnold to me, it's like the Christian McCaffrey dilemma is, is really a big one. Um, and that, that's the, that's the issue for me right now. Um, and I, I, I still don't know if Matt rule can, can coach in, in, in the NFL. He's a college, he's a former college coach. It may not end up translating. I think we've got to give him, you know, the rest of this year and, and let's see if he can keep this locker room together. I think that's going to be the big test. Um, you know, I think the expectations now have lowered a little bit. Now, now you're hoping for a, you know, eight and eight type season, eight, whatever it is now with 17 games. How annoying is that? Yeah. It's like an extra game. You're not, you can't really, you can't really be 500. Can you? No. You, oh, that's terrible. Come on. We're rooting for mediocrity here. We're trying to settle <laughs> for mediocrity. We can't even do it. It's not right. Um, and then one other quick uh, take on the weekend. So the, the Jets, Zach Wilson goes down. And all of a sudden, what's this guy's name? He's like Mike Wright. I mean, it sounds like an insurance agent. And we love our insurance <laughs> agent. We got a bunch of guys who support the, the ministry. But, I mean, Mike Wright, who's Mike? What is his name? Well, Mike Smith or something. And he comes in. It's like the, the poor guy's never even played before. And he's got to go into the mess of the Jets. So, oh. and, and then for the Panthers, they bring in P.J. Walker, who's like an XFL player, played at Temple. And he played for Matt Rule, but it's like this guy's this guy's not, you know, he's not the answer either. If if you have a young quarterback, you have to have a solid veteran. Like, I just don't understand. So we found out where Chase Daniel plays. He plays with the Chargers. He's the backup for Justin Herbert. Of course he is. That's a perfect situation. That's what you want. And then you yeah. got Joe Flacco up there with Jalen Hurts. All right, you get a solid vet for Hurts. I don't know. I, I don't believe Hurts will ultimately be the answer, but I like that setup. That's 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 what is a, a good situation. Who's Trevor Lawrence's backup? Because they traded Gardner Minshew. Who'd they keep? I yeah, mean, I don't good know. Question. I don't know. I can't remember now. But but to me, that that's such a key. So I saw that in the Jets and Panthers game. That was a, a big miss. Yeah. Um, let's see. Any other takeaways from the NFL? Uh, that 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 rainy game last night was hard to watch. But I, I'm encouraged the direction that the Colts are heading. 
they got a chance in the AFC. Them and the Titans, of course, will be competing for that that division at AFC South. That next Colts Titans game is huge. They come up this this Sunday, which is very intriguing. Um, I think the Colts win. I think I think they needed a little bit more. It's, I, it's I think, a must win. I think. Yeah. If you I, I, if you if you lose this game, no chance you win the division. Um, I still uh, I'm not. I won't With go that the way far. the Titans just beat the Bills and the Chiefs on a short week. Yeah, they're coming. They're, they're coming in hot. They, After a Jets loss. And they're they're still stuck with Julio Jones doing nothing. They got his his hamstring just dragging along, and they're still winning games. But your boy AJ Brown finally oh, had finally. a big day. Give it up for AJ. Your oh, fantasy team goodness. has been weeping for his yeah, lack waiting. of performance. Waiting for him. So good good for AJ Brown. So All right, the other go ahead. Go, I was gonna say I have a college football Ooh. point to bring up that I'm convinced of. Yes, please. And so. Would, do we want to talk about the nine overtime thing here? Because I have a take here. Let me hear it. So I'm pretty confidently convinced that the the way the new overtime rules are set up are not as bad as what the majority of people are saying. So the nine overtime game, Penn State, Illinois, after or once you reach the third overtime, then it's just a two-point conversion showdown to determine to determine who wins. That was a correction from the A&M-LSU seven-overtime game, which my Aggies came out on top. And everyone on Twitter and social media is watching this Penn State-Illinois game saying, oh, these new overtime rules, trash. Are you kidding me? Oh, watching this, the obvious answer is we need to, we need to change the rules. Are we sure about that? I think it's a bunch of baloney. You still so the point of overtime is determine a winner. So the fact that I, I have I have a, I have numerous ways I want to go with this. I, let me first just destroy the NFL real quick. Why on earth the NFL has overtime and still you can have a tie is unbelievably illogical in my opinion. The whole no point ties. of overtime no is to determine a winner. If yep. you can end in a tie, don't have overtime. Soccer and regular season play, game's up, game's up. You can have a tie, but there's no overtime. So the NFL, you can still tie after overtime, makes no sense to me. The point of overtime, determine a winner. College football, you, you, have, less tr- you have less normal overtime and more two-point conversions, so you're having less plays, less injuries, less hits in theory, which is great. We agree there needs to be some measures of safety added to the sport of football to roll back some of the injuries. But you still get two normal overtimes, and then it's a shootout to determine the winner. I don't understand what the problem is. Some people are saying, oh, we'll go back to the old rules. Some people are saying you need to have more overtimes before the two-point conversion shootout. I don't think so. You get two overtimes, and then you do the two-point conversion to determine the winner. It's like penalties in soccer or I, I don't know it still gets the job done so i don't understand the overreaction of we need to change the rules again because you still determine the winner so i, I don't under, as, i don't understand it as long as there there's not a tie and I, i'm for less field goals and less extra points you are so, so i like guys yeah you have to go for it yeah you gotta score touchdowns to to win so that's that's the emphasis that i want no, no matter what um, but yeah, poor Penn State. Apparently, they now they want James Franklin out. 
my uh, my uncle up uh, up in PA. He's like, yeah, I'm listening to sports radio, and we want Eagles head coach fired and Penn State head coach fired. It's tough up there. Everyone Ooh. wants everyone to be I, I hate fired. to say it because I, I like Nick Sirianni, and he's he's from my mom's hometown, so I'm rooting for him. I don't think he's cut out for Philly. I, I just I, I I just don't I don't think it's going to work out. So hmm. him and Jalen Hurts, I just it just doesn't seem like that that duo is the answer in Philly. And now they got to watch Frank Reich at Carson Wentz. Let's go. They're turning it around. They're turning Indy around. Good for Wentz, man. He's got he's got his uh, kind of pizzazz back. He still makes silly plays, though. He still throws the ball like in weird ways. That, that yesterday he he could have had multiple turnovers, but he didn't because it was rainy and it was hard for anybody to catch. Yeah. So uh, it was just a wild game. All right. So the other big thing, the NBA has started up. We're not gonna we don't have time today to get into uh, the full NBA discussion, but I will say I am excited about this season because both the East and the West have multiple teams that are competitive. Uh, I think the the gap isn't as big as as people thought. Yesterday, the Hornets beat the Nets, so the Hornets right. are three and zero. The Nets are kind of struggling out of the gate. You know, they got the whole Kyrie dark cloud hanging over them. Uh, you know, the Lakers. Uh, I think they won yesterday against Grizzlies, but. Got off to a little bit of a slow start for them. Uh, you know, Phoenix, I still like. They're going to be back in the mix, but they're not dominant. I love the Warriors back with Curry leading the way, and they're a fun team again. They get Clay coming back, so they're going to be tough. Um, so, you know, younger teams or kind of retooled teams like the Bulls are going to be intriguing. You know, when does Zion come back with the Pelicans? How good is Brandon Ingram? You know, new coaches in New Orleans and Boston, I think, make it interesting. So, a lot there. Uh, it's football season, so I, I don't fully get into the NBA at this point. Um, but man, October's awesome with the World Series starting tomorrow. Oh, NBA October's so good. In. I typically say that March and April. I'm curious whatever what all our listeners think. Your favorite sports month, like the March April overlap for me with March Madness and the Masters, is just so incredible. But October has its charm. With yes, you're in the middle of football basketball starts hockey's getting going world series you got a bunch of great soccer in the premier league oh it's just it's glorious it's glorious there my one a, thing i thought he was at a rugby i think they got rugby rugby going on. no way yeah so before we move on i just have I'll, I'll tease out i'm sure we'll get into more we'll get into more nba in weeks to come in the nba top 75 list but think of this question to yourself this next week if you're listening I won't give my answer or my opinion, but the format of the question will probably help you clue in. But why is Anthony Davis on the list and not Dwight Howard? Think of that to yourself. Why, how on earth could Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard be on the top 75 list and not Dwight Howard? Think of that question this week. Just think about it. Well, we're going to get into the 75th right now because we're going to do tap drill. With Henry Bienemin here on Unpacking It. Henry, your Giants beat my Panthers. How you doing? Great work behind the scenes. How you feeling today? What's going on, boys? I'm I'm glad you finally came around to Daniel Jones. This is what I've been talking about. The, the, The problem with the Giants is not Daniel Jones. The problem is the New York Giants themselves. When you're when your quarterback has to be, as you stated, uh, Bryce, QB one, RB one, and wide receiver one, yeah, that's kind of a problem. 
Yep. When, when he has to be literally the entire offense, I thought they were going to put him in there to punt. <laughs> and I, I I thought he was going to be the punter. I thought he was going to be the place kicker. They've got they've got their starting wide receiver out. They're starting three wide receivers out. They're starting running back out. The offensive line is offensive, and um, I'm hoping and praying that Dave Gettleman gets fired. I don't like to call for anybody's job, but he said that he was going to call. He was going to fix the offensive line, and the offensive line has been offensive since ever, the whole time he's been with the Giants. He beat his former team, though. Him and Graham Gunnell beat beat the Panthers. So, so good. But good I'm for happy him. they I'm happy they got the win. So at least at least we won't be at the top of the draft this year. Maybe we'll stay in the top ten, but we'll see. That's right. That's right. Yeah, got to build up uh, the the line. That's that's going to be key for you guys. <laughs> All, All right, right. let's 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 hit it up with tap drill, and we're going to stay with the seventy uh, fifth anniversary list, but we're going to break it down into into one particular group of players, and you guys touched on it a little bit. The new NBA players that uh, that came on the list, the 11 active players that have been added were Giannis Antetokounmpo, Carmelo Anthony, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, the aforementioned, Kevin Durant, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook. My question to you boys is that if... There's one guy that you're taking off, and I'll start with Luke because he mentioned Dwight Howard. Uh, are you, if you're putting Dwight Howard in, who are you taking out? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. So I'll preface my answer with including current players is interesting. I feel like it may make more sense to include only retired players because you have a lot Projecting. of career left. So. In- include the like the top 100 list. Wait for these current players to retire. But I think of the Lakers, you can make an easy argument that Dwight Howard is more deserving to be on that list than his teammate Anthony Davis. One, Dwight Howard was, for 8 to 10 years, maybe arguably the best two-way big man in the NBA. So he was uh, magic he, to the finals. Yeah, he was really the best. Unbelievable. Yeah. So maybe I mean, so don't hear me saying Anthony Davis is bad. Anthony Davis is is going to be a Hall of Famer, no doubt about that. Mm. One of the, I, I think so. Yeah, to me, let, let's stay healthy. Let let. Uh, I like it. Trust me, I'm a Lakers fan. Fair. I was thrilled to get see him go to the Lakers. But, but yes, let, let, let's stay healthy. Okay, I can hear that. But the whole current players, the whole list is arbitrary. But. Like, how do you have Damian Lillard and not Kyrie Irving? You can make an argument that Kyrie should be on more than Dame. Dwight Howard is by, is clearly deserving of being on the list with what who, who he has done. That? Dwight who Howard. Is? I think Dwight Howard is clearly deserving of being on the list. And I think maybe he's just been hurt by the past few years of a drop-off. But for what he was for 10 years on both sides of the floor, I don't know how you keep a player – like him off or a guy like clay thompson one of the better shooters in nba history a key part to that warriors dynasty i don't know because i don't know it there's just the, with the current players it's hard to choose you're just almost blindly picking at this point with like a damian Lillard over a kyrie or i don't know it's just it, it seems egregious to leave dwight howard off and these newer current players all right, so there's one name that absolutely has to be on this list, and that's Vince Carter. And I'm yeah. a Duke fan. Are you kidding me? Vince Carter 
Like, this guy had a long career, and toward the end of his career, he became a three-point shooter and was, like, the solid veteran guy. But early in his career, he was lights out. He was carrying the Raptors. Can't put the Toronto on contest. the map. Like, the, the dunk contest is part of being an NBA player. Like, he won that. You know, he, like, and then not to mention just his dunks in, in games. As an NBA player, I mean, his scoring was unbelievable. He was, he was one of the – he's the best – he's one of the best players we've seen play, without a doubt. Um, now, I'm not a big Tracy McGrady guy, so I'm not going to make the case for him. Um, Manu Ginobili, I think, I think it's fair to put him in as one of the best, you know, foreign players to, to come over and, and play um, and, and the championships that he won with the, the Spurs. But I guess if you put him, you probably got to put Tony Parker on there as well. Um, I don't. I don't think Chris Bosh, Kyrie Irving, they don't need to be on it. Draymond Green, eh, I don't think so. I'd, I'd, I'd put Clay on there. Now, the names that jumped out to me that actually made the list that surprised me, I've never heard of a guy named Paul Arizin. I, I've been watching the NBA for 25 years. I've never heard of his name. So how have I never heard of his name? And he's one of the 75th, 75 best player or 76. They, could, they put together yeah. a list and had 76 players. Yeah. Figure out a way to, to narrow well, it down. There's just some questions because certainly I can't make an argument for guys I didn't watch. Like there's a lot of older yeah. guys that that's Me fine. Too. That's Me fine. Too. But every player from the top 50 list being on this list is a little suspicious. You can't include all 50 of the top 50 list from 25 years ago. If you're especially if you're including these current players, some of those other guys have to be bumped off. It's true. It's, it doesn't yeah, make I'm sense. Okay. To uh, yeah, that's to just blanket blanketly say, all right, you guys are all in. You're grandfathered in. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily the best approach to this list. Um, but, the, but I will say the names that jumped out on the list that I also just was like, eh, Damian Lillard, uh, Robert Parrish. So he played he played for the Hornets, but had a long, you know, really long career. Probably one of the long. I think he played maybe the most games ever. Um, but he's almost like Dwight Howard, where I think he was better early on, and then he. It was kind of a journeyman later on. He even played for the Bulls. Um, so I just – my thought of him isn't as strong. But, again, to your point, if you didn't watch him when he was at his best, it's not necessarily fair. Uh, and then Paul Pierce, ah, I'd rather have Vince Carter than Paul Pierce. But maybe that's a, mm. a bias. Same with James Harden. I, I'm not a big James Harden guy. So the, James Harden, no D, no D. <laughs> Boys, one name that I didn't hear – and I'm kind of shocked at the both of you that you didn't hear it. Even one name even more prominent than Dwight Howard, and that would be Dikembe Mutombo. Oh, Dikembe okay Mutombo. If there were not any Dikembe Mutombo, he's again part of the great line of Georgetown Georgetown centers: Patrick Ewing, Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo. If it weren't for Dikembe Mutombo, there would be no Dwight Howard. Yeah, I, I'm fine with Dikembe making it. That's, yeah, I, I remember the the Kembe Mutombo was on the team that for the for that Nuggets team that was the first eight seed to beat a one seed. And how about that iconic picture of the Kembe Mutombo holding the basketball <laughs> as they beat the number one seeded SuperSonics? Everybody loves the Kembe. I'm not sure that that one play gets him in or that one picture gets him in, but uh, no, I like the Kembe. He's got he's got the best uh, taunting. He probably wouldn't be allowed to. Well, he wasn't really allowed oh, no, to. No, yeah. at the end. Now, now he's no, a commercial no, no. icon. But you oh, don't watch commercials <laughs> with YouTube TV, Bryce. So I don't. That's know right. I skipped it. the commercials, but 
All right, boys, let's keep going. Let's keep going here. Now, one of the NFL games you guys didn't talk about, and for obvious reasons, was the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Chicago Bears. And I'm not I'm not too sure, Bryce, if you mentioned Justin Fields or not, but there was a reason why Justin Fields shouldn't have gone on when he did. But we're not going to focus on that. We're going to focus on Tom Brady becoming the only NFL quarterback to throw 600 touchdowns. Now, why is that significant? Because the guy he threw it to, which happens to be wide receiver Mike Evans, had a brain fart and decided to give it to the fan. (laughs) So now the fans got it. He's got the 600th touchdown. The Tampa Bay staff goes off to him and say, we need the ball back. What can we give you? I think Brady, did Brady go over to him? Or was it somebody on the staff? It was somebody on the staff. I think Brady talked about it in the press conference. But here's what the guy got. The guy, according to according to numerous reports, the guy got another ball. I don't know if it was signed or not. They gave him a thousand dollars to the team store and some other stuff. Guys, I think he got hosed. As a matter of fact, I believe if I remember correctly, there was there's a firm by the name of an uh, Golden Auctions said who says that that. 600 touchdown football is worth at a minimum a minimum of $500,000. This gave away $500,000. Here Tom Brady, you you have enough, but let me give it back to you. Let me give it back what to if, you. If you guys have the ball, what are you asking for? I'm I'm pretty sure you're asking for more than a thousand bucks in a jersey. So, I I think we have to to look at this big picture because if I'm the guy, yeah, I'm kicking myself for letting that go and thinking, man, I had $500,000. But any any foot in the game of football, the, you always keep those commemorative milestone footballs. That's the standard. Now, to me, in baseball, it's a little bit different because you actually caught that ball and it, you know, it went out. If it's a home run ball, I think you have a little bit more uh, ownership of that ball, so to speak. But in football that football wasn't naturally like Evans didn't have the right to get rid of it. So, so I'm okay with them demanding it back. Brady going, Whoa, whoa, whoa. that's my ball. I, I, I won that. Um, or I, I accomplished 600 touchdowns. So I, I, I side with, Hey buddy, you got to give it back. Now, if I'm Mike Evans, he's got to chip in and, and throw this guy a bone. I, Cause that was his mistake. It wasn't Brady's mistake. Yeah. So now people are calling for Brady to give the guy something. They're calling the Bucks to give him something. Uh, uh-uh. Mike Evans, this one's on you. You got to figure it out. So yeah, definitely, I agree. Definitely on Mike Evans. Um, and the guy, there's no way he could. The public shame he would get if he kept the ball. Yeah, he's overwhelming. No, 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 I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's got to give it back. But yeah, it falls on Mike Evans for sure. Yeah, he started it. He's got to finish it. That's Imagine right. being the guy who says, "Now nah, I'm going to hold on to the ball." I'm, I think I think he'd be run out of uh, out of Tampa Stadium. Like oh, he's yeah. not leaving with that football. Now, no, not, no, no way in the world. But the cool, right. you know, from a story standpoint, though, like if you, you know, I keep stuff because I have a story. You know, like you love commemorative stuff because there's a story behind it. So even if he gets a football signed by Tom Brady and says, "Hey, I got this football because I caught his 600th and I gave it back to him." You're still a legend. It's awesome. So yeah, yeah you don't get the five hundred thousand dollars, but it really was never yours to have to begin with. That that's what that I think you can rest at night knowing that. <laughs> All right, boys. Speaking of well-known names, um, the Washington Football Team 
decided to cut their kicker for a kicker named Chris Blewett. Mm. Now, blew I don't know, if you if you have a name like Chris Blewett, um, you better have some internal fortitude when when you're going up to kick game winning field goals. Which got me thinking: what kind of other names can we come up with that are funny? That are funny sports names. I got a list for you, but I think if I'm right, if I know Bryce as well as I do, I think you got a name for us before I get into my list. Oh, man, this is hilarious. I was watching the Red Zone yesterday when Blewett missed, and and Scott Hansen, he didn't even have to say it on the Red Zone. He's like, we're all thinking it. It's hilarious. And, and we're all, yeah, the guy, he missed the kick, and he blew it. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I love sports. The stuff you just, you can't, Hollywood can't write these scripts. Do you so, change you your last name, though? You have to. You, like, growing else. up, I feel like it's, it's a no-brainer you have to change your last name. You blew it. Oh, like you are already knowing what the newspaper headline is going to be oh. for any mistake you will ever make. I oh, love it. that's that's it's, that's name changing worthy right there. So growing up, I remember there was a guy in the NBA named Frank Brickowski. No, Frank Brickowski. I used to collect his cards just because it was so funny. I mean, I got such a kick out of the guy. I heard him playing basketball. His name's Brickowski. Oh, I love it. So There's that's a guy on the Clippers, Clippers player, first year player, Jay Scrub. That's Jay exactly where I was going. Scrub. That's exactly. I mean, where hey, I was going. eight points a game right now. Like, definitely a not a scrub. But imagine the ruthlessness of growing up in middle school and high school. I mean, anytime you you fall from perfection, you're a scrub, that's absolute good. scrub. Uh, that's just brutal. So brutal. Did you find some other fun names, Henry? Yeah, I got a couple of more. I got some more names for you here, and this is uh, this is for uh, for Luke here. Chip Beck. Ooh. Yes, yes, he's a golfer. That's right, nice. Chip Beck, nice. baby. Chip he, Beck. He may have been uh, a Ryder Cupper. I can't remember. Could have been. Could have been a Ryder Cupper. Uh, going into the college ranks, we have Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett. Mm. Hopefully, he doesn't throw too many of those. Mm. Baseball, uh, uh, we had, we actually have a pitcher from the Pirates named Bob Walk. And he was Ooh, a pitcher. It's not ideal. <laughs> we got a guy. We have one guy way back in 1953. He played one game at quarterback for the Chicago Bears. His name was Willie Thrower. Mm, yikes. That's, oh, that's a good one. I like and that. Of course, and, of course, if you're a Yankee fan and – and most of what most of the East Coast are, we had players like uh, named uh, Homer Bush. Okay, that's a Homer good one. That's positive. You want to be Homer? You gotta love that. Homer Bailey. So you gotta you gotta you gotta love the funny names in sports. All right, guys, one more tip, for, one more tap for you. It's Halloween now. I'm really not a Halloween guy for for various reasons, but it's funny to see uh, when you go through your neighborhood how people get into Halloween with the ornaments on the lawn. First, are you, a, are you a lawn ornament guy? And secondly, uh, do you know the etiquette of trick-or-treating on Halloween? Ooh. Well, let me, let me just say this. So we, we go on walks in our neighborhood very often. We got a little baby, so we, we walk her in the, in the stroller, and, and Maddie runs around as well. And so, you know, I love walking around, waving to the neighbors, seeing everybody. But once it's Halloween season, it starts to get scary. These people have put up, 
ridiculous stuff in the lawn. Yesterday, there was a baby, like a baby doll hanging <laughs> from a tree. What are they doing? It's <laughs> sick behavior. This is sick behavior. I'm telling you, this is this is not right. Like, I mean, I've, there, are multiple, there are multiple houses in my neighborhood with like grave sites. Like not just one RIP <laughs> grave. An entire whole, cemetery. Whole cemetery. There you go. Cemetery. <laughs> Dude, that's weird. Can that's you imagine? Weird. I mean, you're talking about the, at the beginning of the show, the terror of bringing your daughter to the car wash. <laughs> imagine, hey, let's go walk by our, our neighbor's cemetery and baby yeah. hanging from a tree. Yeah, she's like, this is scary stuff. Hey, let, straight ahead. Straight ahead. Just look at the pool. Look at the pool. <laughs> This is this is what what are we trying to accomplish here? There's another house that has like a a talking weird ghost type of thing. You know, <laughs> I don't even know what you call this freaky stuff. It's just it's evil, weird. And I so I have to tell Maddie, I'm like, oh, look at the funny guy over there. It's 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 unacceptable. So you know, a lot of stuff's getting canceled in in life and all that. How about when are we going to cancel the Halloween decorations? That's what I'm. That's what I'm for. <laughs> the so. neighbor, the the next door neighbor with the big. 50 foot spider coming down the yeah, web. What's with the spider? We got those spider webs. I don't like spiders ever. I'm fighting them out of my basement. So, I don't, what are we? We're purposely putting spiders on our yard? Come There's on. There's never a stopping point. Like, if you really have neighbors or friends that go, like, really take Halloween decorations seriously, like, there is no stopping point. Like, the no. people, the fake people c- coming out of the ground. Oh. Uh, it's unbelievable. Or you go trick or treating. And you have like a – you think is a statue, and then they just scare the crap out of you? Oh, yeah. What that's are we not, doing that's here? That's scary stuff. I, oh. I, yeah. I'm not a fan. No, I'm all for pumpkins, and you know, that's fine. You can, you can decorate for the fall. But to go with like, like the extreme – to me, the graveyard, once you, once you start doing that, we're celebrating that? It's a weird thing. What are we doing? <laughs> now, I can't boys, wrap my mind around it. Now, so. boys, the etiquette for Halloween is simply this. Now, if, if my house, we have a porch light. We have, we have a light on the porch, and when the kids go up and down, go up and down the street, they always look at the porch light. If the porch light is off, that means don't go to that house. If the porch right. light is on, or if there's if there's a bucket outside in front of the house, that means you're free to take the candy, so long as you don't just you don't take the bucket. But then again, I lived in New York, so. <laughs> <laughs> No, that no, that that seems to be standard. That's a, that's the right way to do it. We had the big debate in our neighborhood: Do you go Saturday or Sunday? Because this year's Halloween's on Sunday, but now yeah. it's right there in the NFL. So I'm not thrilled about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and then you go Saturday games. You miss college games. So you're on doing Saturday. A, a, you're doing a sprint of trick or treating during halftime of the Sunday night game. Though. That's right, the four o'clock games. No, the four o'clock games. Okay, yeah, yeah, halftime during the four o'clock games. So we'll talk about it next Monday. Uh, but that's stuff that drill. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Luke, great job. Uh, we're a little late, but uh, but fun show today. We missed last week, so glad to be back. Uh, had a lot to, to, to talk about. And, man, my Carolina Panthers, we'll see how they respond. Uh, congrats to your Giants. I, I thought for sure this was a lock, Henry. Thought for sure. So uh, your Cowboys had a bye, Luke, so we'll see how they, they bounce back uh, following the bye next week. But we'll talk about all of that next Monday. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your week. If you haven't signed up for the Unpack This devotional, uh, you can do so at unpackingit.com. If you want to be a fairway friend, we encourage you to support this show, unpackingit.com slash donate. Uh, but 
That's it for today. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy Monday Night Football. The boys are back. The Manning Brothers. Enjoy. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.